Welcome to, to the, the Safety, safety Zone, Zone, where we travel through important health and safety topics one episode at a time. I'm your host, Tim Hammerstone. On today's episode, we will explore the various types of heat-related illnesses, their signs and symptoms, and the steps we can take to make sure we don't get overcome by the heat. With the dog days of summer just around the corner, now is the perfect time to start thinking about protecting ourselves while working or playing outdoors. Unfortunately, many times we go outside unprepared for what lies ahead, and if we don't plan accordingly, we can develop a heat-related illness that could potentially sideline us from continuing our work or from enjoying our family vacation. Regardless, the summer's heat doesn't discriminate. It can affect everyone. Even more so are those that have certain existing medical conditions. Some of the conditions that places a greater risk are related to high blood pressure, certain heart conditions, diabetes, kidney disease, thyroid disease, obesity. Also, the medicine that we take to protect us from these conditions may make us more sensitive to heat exposure. Some of the prescriptions and over-counter medicine are diuretics, beta blockers, and over-the-counter sinus allergy and cough and cold meds. If you have one of these conditions or take medicine regularly, check with your doctor about how you will be affected and if you should take any additional special precautions while you're out in the heat. Now that we've discussed the various medical conditions and medicines that place us at a greater risk, we need to discuss the various stages of heat distress and their signs and symptoms. The levels can range from a mild aggravation such as heat rash to life-threatening heat stroke. Let's first understand how heat illness occurs. Heat stress happens when our bodies can't adequately or efficiently cool itself through sweating. We typically experience this while working outside in high temperatures, high humidity weather. The harder we push our bodies, either by working or playing under these conditions, increases our risk of a heat-related illness. Now that we understand the why, let's cover the various stages. We're going to cover these from the least serious to the most serious. So the first stage is heat rash. Typically, it consists of a red bumpy rash that may or may not be itchy. While it usually is not dangerous, it can be uncomfortable. This is a sign that hot conditions are affecting our body, and we need to start taking additional precautions to prevent from experiencing more serious symptoms. The next level is fainting, or a heat syncope. This generally occurs when a person is not used to being out in hot environments. It is usually not dangerous, and we can prevent it by moving around rather than sitting still for long periods of time in the heat. The third level is where we start experiencing physical pain. This stage is where we start having heat cramps. Cramps brought on by heat are painful muscle cramps that is caused by the loss of salt because of excessive sweating without effectively replenishing the body's salts through drinking electrolyte fluids. If rehydrating does not relieve the cramps, the person may need to visit a medical professional to be checked out. Now we are beginning to see that each stage becomes more and more serious, and if the minor heat stress-related symptoms are not addressed timely, we are rolling the dice with our lives. This brings us to the next level, heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion results from loss of fluid or salt, or both. Some of the symptoms of heat exhaustion can be feeling weak, dizzy, and nauseous. The skin may become clammy, and its body temperature may be elevated above normal. Heat exhaustion is very serious, and recognizing these symptoms can be the difference between life and death. When we experience any of these symptoms while outdoors, we need to begin taking the necessary steps to treat the heat exhaustion. We need to move to a shady, cool place and rest, drink electrolyte sports drinks, and removing the excess clothing. If after taking these steps, the person doesn't feel any better, or starts vomiting, loses consciousness, immediately call 911 for emergency medical assistance. If the person is vomiting, 
You may want to consider to place the person in the recovery position while waiting for the ambulance to prevent the person from aspirating on their vomit. Now that we talked about cramping, fainting, having a heat rash, heat exhaustion, we come to the most serious and dangerous type of heat-related illness. It is a heat stroke. A heat stroke happens when our body's natural cooling processes stop working and we stop sweating. The symptoms may include very hot and dry skin. The person may appear confused, experiencing convulsions, seizures, and may have lost consciousness. If we notice that someone's experiencing the symptoms of a heat stroke, we need to call an ambulance immediately. We need to follow the same steps for treatment as we did for heat exhaustion. Keep them in a cool, provide fluids if conscious, and place in a recovery position if vomiting. Understanding the consequences of the various stages of a heat-related illness brings us to the grips that if we choose not to take the necessary precautions, we'll determine how bad or to what extent the effects will be. So let's discuss what we can do to prevent the negative effects of the heat. We can avoid experiencing a heat-related illness by taking a few simple steps. First, let's make sure we're hydrated prior to going and out and we stay hydrated throughout the day. We should drink plenty of fluids during the outdoor activity, especially on hot days. The target we should shoot for is drinking a cup or 8 ounces of fluid every 15 to 20 minutes while out in hot conditions. Water and sports drinks are the drinks of choice. We should avoid caffeinated teas, coffee, soda, and alcohol as these can lead to dehydration. Ultimately, staying hydrated will help our bodies sweat and maintain a normal body temperature. Another step we can take is make sure that we're not wearing excessive clothing or clothing that fits way too tight and won't allow our body to cool properly. So be sure to wear a loose and light color clothing. Another step that we can take is try to avoid strenuous activities during the hottest part of the day. This becomes difficult for those of us who work out in the sun majority of the day. So what I say is make sure you're taking frequent breaks, drinking plenty of fluids, and when you can, make sure you get into a cool shady place. Another area you probably don't think much about, it's getting a sunburn. It does affect our body's ability to cool itself and can make us dehydrated. We need to protect ourselves outdoors with a wide brim hat, sunglasses, and use a broad spectrum or UVA, UVB protection with an SPF 15 or higher. And make sure we apply it at least 30 minutes prior to venturing outdoors. We must apply the sunscreen generously and reapply according to the package directions, especially more often when we're swimming or sweating a lot. I'm saving the best tip for last it's conditioning or getting acclimated to hotter environments can help reduce our chances for having a heat-related illness. Unfortunately, it can take several weeks for our bodies to adjust to the hot weather. So the time to get acclimated or conditioned to the heat is not during the first few days of a family vacation. Chances are, if our bodies are not ready for the heat, two or three days will not do the trick. Why ruin the trip by getting sick when it could have been avoided? It just takes a little planning to prepare our bodies for the heat. Beginning to acclimate a couple of weeks prior to our vacation or working outside will make for a smoother transition. It is important to remember that people who are not used to the hot weather are especially susceptible to heat-related illness. So, if that applies to you, it may take additional time for your body to adjust to hot weather. I do want to point out a special note. If physical exertion in the heat makes your heart pound and leaves you gasping for breath, you need to stop all activities and get to a cool area. Now it's time to wrap this up, and here are some important things I want you to take away from this discussion. Older people, young children, pregnant or breastfeeding women, and people with heart disease, high blood pressure, or lung disease are most at risk. 
If you take medications or have a condition that increases your risk of a heat-related problem, such as a history of previous heat illnesses, avoid the heat and act quickly if you notice symptoms of overheating. Know the signs and symptoms for the various types of heat stress-related illnesses. There is no steadfast rule that says you will get a rash first. Be prepared when you plan activities outdoors during the heat. Make sure you have an ample supply of water for the level of activity, time in the heat, and the temperature. If you notice yourself or someone else experiencing symptoms of heat illness, take a break in a cool, shaded area, drink plenty of fluids, and refrain from any further activity. Always remember, heat-related illnesses can be deadly. If you suspect heat stroke due to bright, hot skin and no sweat, call for emergency medical help immediately. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Safety Zone. And with a bit of luck, you found this information valuable and it prepares you for working safely or playing outdoors during the heat of the summer. And until next time, stay safe, make smart choices, and always take the hard right over the easier wrong.